Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first Elite Heat of 2024. This is Elite Heat Season 4. This is going to be awesome. Um, we're kicking it off with a bang. Uh, you're going to listen to this whole show and you're going to think, oh my God, wow. Uh, we're doing bold calls, big takes, big predictions. We're not playing this safe. A couple of years ago, we did this, Kevin, and we were as safe as it gets. Not anymore. After wrestling's 2022, after 2023, how insane what we got in real life was. It's time we, we ramp it up a notch, Kevin. So firstly, how you doing, pal? Oh, pal, I'm great. I'm ready to take the gloves off, pal. And, and we're not PG anymore, pal. Kevin, I just want to say as well for the listeners, how we're going to do this. <clears throat> on the YouTubes, it's probably going to be clipped up and it's going to be formatted a bit differently. Over on Spotify, all the audio platforms, the whole show is there. If you want to just listen to the whole thing straight through on that. Uh, on YouTube, we're going to probably experiment with that a little bit. Uh, as far as actual formatting goes, uh, I'm going to do a few honorable mentions first, just because, pal, I thought of more than five big hot takes I want to share because, you know, I just come up with big takes and hot takes. That's sort of my thing. Um, so I've got honorable mentions as well. We'll do them. Uh, and then we've got five each. Uh, same as the Elite Heat 25. We'll go back and forth with one each. Uh, we're not going to have, you know, me read five, then you read five because it'll be over in like 20 minutes. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to make it make it cinematic, pal. Make it theater. Make it like the Bloodline segments in MSG, pal. Cinema. Can't wait. Oh, I love it, pal. Well, let, let's just without wasting any more time, pal. Hit us with your honorable mentions. I, I can't wait to hear them. Yep. Now, I'm starting this off. Well, I consider this very light. Like, this is a very, you know, this isn't a groundbreaking take. It's not like a blistering take like we're going to get to. Trust me, some of these ones we're going to get to. Are just nuts. They are nuts. Um, this being said, first honorable mention, uh, I'm going to predict, pal, make the big take. Uh, women's War Games will be the main event of Survivor Series. So that's, what, 11 months away. So if I, if I predict that, that's pretty good. Uh, I think that'll be the, like, the main event. What team's facing what team? I don't know. I'm not going to go that far with the predictions. That could go anywhere. Um, but I'm predicting that'll be the best women's match all year. Women's War Games, the best women's match of 2024. I think there'll be some other good ones. I imagine they'll do Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch and some other stuff. But I think Women's War Games is going to be like the women's match. It sort of was this past year. It was one of the very best. Uh, this coming year, I think it'll be the best Women's War Games ever. And it'll be main event in the show. There you go. Well, a nice, uh, soft and easy take to get us started. Mm. Just getting yeah. our feet wet in the shallow end of the pool, yeah. pal, before we dive straight in and start getting crazy. Uh, hit us with your next one. Yeah, so that's that first one. That's very light. Like on a scale of like our takes from yeah. zero being like, uh, who cares to 10, OMG, mind-blowing, wow, blistering. That first women's take of mine is like a 0.5. Like that's very like, eh. right. so, that's, so that's sort of what we're working with here. Next one. Uh, this one ramps up to probably about a six or a seven, I think. Uh, WrestleMania 40, Kevin. So this year, it's the 40th WrestleMania. Pretty big deal. Yeah. Usually... The, like the 10th WrestleMania, so 10, 20, 30, this will be 40. They're always big. WWE put extra effort into these shows, like really load the cards. Usually the star power is quite good, especially at 20 and 30. This will be no different. My take is this, pal. WrestleMania 40, I'm going to predict, will be a top three all-time WrestleMania. Uh, and WWE, because WrestleMania 17 and 19, the WrestleManias we all consider as the greatest, because they had Chris Benoit on them, they ignore them and pretend they don't exist. WWE will treat WrestleMania 40 and talk about in the annals of history as the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Star power, matches, booking, celebrity, the scale. It's going to break all sorts of records from merchandise and tickets and all this. It'll be two nights 
80,000 people each night, same as 39, but this time we've got an extra year into the Triple H regime. I'd say the matches are going to be fantastic as they were last year, but even better, Kevin. So that's my take. WrestleMania 30, top three all time. And it's touted as the greatest ever because Chris Benoit wasn't a part of it. Well, that's the unreal levels of hype that I, I mean, just based purely on the amount of hype you're putting into this show, it's bound to disappoint at that point. It's like, you know, when, when you hype up like a, an album from your favorite artist or band, you hype it up so much. It's almost impossible for it to live up to that hype. It's kind of like one of those, but yeah, maybe, maybe that'll happen, pal. I don't know. I, I WrestleMania 17 and 19 levels of greatness. WWE would have to deliver just banger after banger, hit after hit, for two nights in a row. Now, the, my other justification to this is not just setting WWE up for failure blindly. When it comes to WrestleMania 40, as we allude to, with like 30, 20, those ones had a, just a crap ton of talent and loaded across the board. Particularly WrestleMania 30, I, this is the one I live. I can't speak for WrestleMania 20. I mean, you can, some other listeners can. But from WrestleMania 30... Because it's like the 10th annual one, the stars are out in full force. And I, on my channel, on JTE, have talked at length. I've rebooked that WrestleMania 30 show at length. WWE really misused all the talent that was available at the time. I think WrestleMania 30 should have been a top three or four WrestleMania ever with the talent they had, with everything. So there's no reason why 40 can't, especially when the person running the show has sort of a clue like, of how to book and it hasn't just given up. So, yeah, Triple H, I have full faith uh, and quite a bit of faith, as you can tell from this take. Top three all-time power. I think this will be a 9 out of 10 WrestleMania. I think this will, you know, if WrestleMania 39 was like 8.25, 8.5, I think this will be a 9 out of 10 show. So, yeah, it's going to be blistering power, blistering like a blister. I can't wait. There it is, pal. Well, that, those are your honorable mentions. Shall we get started now? I think we shall. Now, of course, as we said, I had the honorable mentions. Um, and how we structured this, I have the first take. Of this, so Kevin, Kevin will have takes. Don't worry, pal. It's not just Jimmy's bold calls. All right, <laughs> Kevin will have some takes. I think what better way to start this out with a, a really light, easy, digestible one? The top five wrestlers of 2024. Who's going to be the very best? One, two, three, four, five. What better way to you know start off with bold calls? Now I've done this in order. Um, I look forward to seeing at the end of 2024 how this ages. Whether some of these wrestlers just fall off altogether in 2024. Whether this is the exact order, how we go. So this being said, Kevin, my big take, my bold take for the top five of 2024, the Elite Heat 25 top five this coming year. At five, I think Cody Rhodes. I think he'll still have a top five year. I don't think it'll be the level of 2023. I just don't feel like, but I think he'll objectively have a top five year. So he's number five. Four, I've got Gunther. I think he's going to have another great year. He'll have an objectively top five year. Great matches. Who knows what happens in the IC title? Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania. World title. He might win the title at Bash of Berlin. The world title, we'll see. Uh, I think he'll be number four. Three, MJF. I think this will be a better year in 2024 than he had in 2023. Hopefully, there'll be no Jay White quarters storyline. Hopefully, it'll be him, Adam Cole, something Devils, and Swerve Strickland matches. Just a great year across the board. Number two, CM Punk. Pepsi Phil, pal. I think Punk, with the opponents he has to work with, the Rollins feud's going to be phenomenal. Rollins is very stiff to miss out here. Rollins probably will be top five, but nonetheless. CM Punk, the Rollins feud will be phenomenal. He'll probably feud with Roman, maybe, or he'll feud with guys like, you know, maybe Cody, maybe LA Knight, maybe Kevin Owens. Punk might turn heel. We'll see. We'll see. So it's going to be a blistering year for Pepsi Phil, pal. And number one, 
I think this is going to be the guy in 2024. This one could age poorly or could age really well. I have faith in the talent. Swerve Strickland. That's that's sort of the, the oh wow part of this. Wow. I think Strickland will win the AW World Championship. I think he's going to have an absolute banner year where you're going to go, oh my God, he really is that guy. He's the guy in AW. Like, you know, MJF's great. Brian Danielson's great. Christian Cage is great, pal. Tony Storm, but Orange Cassidy. But my God, Swerve Strickland is the guy in this company. He's having amazing matches with everyone. He's having great storylines. He's cutting great promos. I think Swerve's going to be the guy in 2024. So that's my take there. What are your thoughts, pal? A very blistering top five, pal. Uh, Swerve Strickland, I, I mean, yeah, he's has the trajectory to become the wrestler of the year in 2024. He just ended 2023 on an absolute, like, absolute high on a hot streak um i was in new year's eve he's gonna face keith lee pal so that's gonna be a big match swerve versus uh what was what's his gimmick what's keith lee's gimmick and uh um well i wasn't he like the, the wizard or something yeah. was bad and then he was like he's like a grandfather with a beard or, and then he had like a wizard's cable there was some I, I always see pictures of keith lee and i go i refuse to watch whatever segment he's doing because it's just not good but like what is this what happened to Keith Lee? I think that's another little one. Keith Lee goes back to WWE and signs a Triple H. I think that's another one, but anyway. Yeah, there you have it. All right, pal. So now I'm going to give you my first take. Is we're, what, like 10 minutes in? I finally get to talk, <laughs> pal. Here we go. I can't wait. All right, so my first take, I've started off with a bang. I, I think this is going to happen. I think this is like, if I had a bet on this, I, I would bet on this happening in 2024. NXT is going to become a touring brand again. And it's going to compete with AEW Dynamite on Wednesday again. I, I just foresee that happening. The NXT is hot, red hot, if you will. Uh, the the interest and the uh, the just the performances and the quality of product at NXT is at a high that we haven't seen it at since probably like 2017. I would say it was the last great NXT year. I know some people really like 2018 and 19. You know, all that was was Gargano versus Adam Cole like 20 times mm-hmm. and Gargano and Champa. But yeah. now like NXT has legitimate stars like Melo Hayes on it, Braun Baker, Cora Jade, like people that can actually like headline a third brand and have a core like built around them. The main event scene is crowded right now and on Raw and SmackDown, they don't really need those guys. They could just elevate mm-hmm. NXT. <clears throat> and interestingly enough, we've seen, you know, SmackDown sign with uh with USA and Raw is rumored to be going to like Amazon or Disney. But there's not really a lot of noise on where NXT is going. Is NXT going to stay on USA Network? Is it going to go to streaming? Not a lot of noise about that. So I, I think there's something in the works there. Uh, I think WWE, they're like a shark that smells blood. They know AEW is reeling. They know AEW is struggling to draw the same viewers that they once drew. And they could come in and really take some ground back in that war. In, in that hypothetical war, per se. Um, I, I, I think it's likely. I, I could see it. I don't know why. I just got that feeling. No, I could too. I could too. I, you know, and you meant you didn't even mention when you're listing that talent, Tiffany Stratton. I mean, wrestler Trick Williams. Like, there's there's so much talent who are legitimate stars in that group, that crop of NXT talent. Which, I mean, I'd watch it if, if they were the touring and they were doing separate arenas and they were, yeah, you because know, you got Melo Hayes gonna be the face of it. He's just the D face. I don't know if Dragonoff would be your champion if you're trying to be a touring brand. That's my only thing. Right. I think you have to have someone a bit more marketable. Yeah. Vanilla Dragonoff, he's just like a fine, fine champion. But I, I think it changed that. But yeah, I, I, I see that happening. Um, I can picture it. If that doesn't happen, 
I mean, it's hardly a bad take either. I must say it's a very fair, reasonable take. Um, that's not super like OMG, WTF, Kevin, horrible take. That's fine. That's fair. I can see where you're coming from with that. And it would make sense. WWE, after how AW acted in the first year or two of that war, and when they were just throwing out shots left and right, they were saying horrible things. Wrestlers were doing interviews, saying bad things. AW, how they were acting. If WWE want to go, oh, well, you know, I see you're reeling on the ropes. You're barely getting up for the 10 count, pal. WWE, Shawn Michaels just comes over, just whacks him. Yep, touring, touring brand now. <laughs> look at look at us go. 800,000 viewers a week live. <laughs> like, I love that. All right, Kevin. Is that all from your take? Do you that want me is. to move to my next one? Yep, go to your next one. Okay. This is a bit of a loaded one. Um, I had like one or two or even three that concerned, you know, the big storyline at WrestleMania 40, the finishing the story thing. I've sort of lumped it into one. Um, this is based on what we're seeing on SmackDown at the moment. Here's what my bold take is, what they're going to do. It's my general prediction. Nick Aldis, they're clearly doing the story. The Nick Aldis isn't going to be bitched around by Roman Reigns. Like Roman Reigns, they're, they're sitting down on the couch on SmackDown, and Nick Aldis is like, yeah, you're going to have to face the winner of that match. Like, Roman, deal with it. You're the champion. Like, that's your job. Roman's like, huh? What? Literally, that's his thing. He's like, bro, like, I, I can't bitch you around like good Adam Pierce. Like, what the hell? So what it seems like they're going to do is they're going to have Nick Aldis. This is my take. Nick Aldis is going to ban the bloodline from WrestleMania ringside. So, you know... I picture something, Kevin, on SmackDown. There's like two weeks to WrestleMania. There's a week to WrestleMania. Roman Reigns, he's beating up Cody Rose. Roman's hair's everywhere. It's like where his, you know, his hair's just, the man bun's gone flying. He's just beating up Cody. You got Jay Uso, or not Jay, so Jimmy Uso, Sokoa. They're all there. Heyman's yelling at them. They're beating up Cody. Nick Aldis runs out there. He's like, Roman, that, those two won't be there at WrestleMania. And if they are, you're stripped of the championship by default. And then Roman's like seething his eye, right? Because you know he knows he can't he knows he can't beat Cody fair and square. So I think Nick Aldis will ban the bloodline from ringside. Can I can I kill can I kill your prediction immediately? Go for it. So they're gonna do that exactly what you said, right? Mm-hmm. And then bam, Jey Uso realigns with Roman Reigns and helps Roman retain at WrestleMania. <laughs> now I'll continue with what I was gonna say, and then we'll we'll build on that. Um, so you get to WrestleMania, Kevin Hart will host WrestleMania, it's in Philadelphia, you, you, you want a celebrity hosting, so it'll be Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart will bring in his buddy pal, Dwayne Johnson, for an appearance, so our good good old buddy, The Rock, who Ric Flair doesn't have in his Mount Rushmore either, good on you, Rick. Um, so yeah, The Rock will come out, The Rock will make an appearance, Cody will finish his story, that's my prediction, Cody will defeat Roman Reigns and beat him at WrestleMania, that, that will happen. Uh, WWE, they're trying to do this bait and switch. Oh, Hulk Hogan's record was 1,400 and whatever days. If Roman gets till September still as the champion, he could. They're putting that into the universe to try and create doubt, make it less predictable. Cody's going to win, pal. Three crossroads, one, two, three. Adrenaline in his soul, pal. Whoa, that's going to be fantastic. Afterwards, pal, it's the WrestleMania post-show press conference. Triple H, he does his, we broke every record ever at this stadium. We, uh, we sold 80,000 sit tickets tonight, 88,000 the night before. <sighs> He's like rating the records as Triple H does. Well, the greatest pay-per-view ever. <sighs> he does all that. Then Roman Reigns does his press conference. He's like irate. He's, you know, he's fuming. He's yelling at reporters. He's pissed off. He's irate. He's lost the championship. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's walking out of the press conference. The Rock's walking into his press conference. 
Like they have like a face off and they have a clash. Rock goes to shake Roman's hand. Roman smacks the crap out of Rock. It creates this big like OMG viral moment. TMZ is reporting it, pal. OMG. That Friday on SmackDown, the SmackDown after Mania. Rock, Roman, it's announced WrestleMania 41, pal. The biggest match of our lifetime, pal. It's going to be blistering, pal. So that, that's my bold take. Your one with Jey Uso would be horrible. I'd hate that. Um, that would be, I, I'd come on into our review and go off if they did that. That would be disgusting. Anyway. Yeah, that'd be the funniest thing. Jey Uso just like, yep, I'm turning heel, pal. Realigning with Roman Reigns again for no reason whatsoever. Let's continue this bloodline story just for the sake of doing it. Uh, yeah, we would love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see uh, some of this happening. I, I, I think it's, um, what's the word, wishful thinking at this point to think that Dwayne is going to make time for WWE. And he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he, and then he lied, blatantly lied on the Pat McAfee show last year and said that he, uh, he was close to a deal for doing WrestleMania 39 and it fell through. Like, just stop lying to us, bro. I, I, don't, I don't care. Like, that, that would be, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm even interested in seeing Roman versus The Rock. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. And if all this happened, like, yeah, it'd be fun and all that. But I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it, basically, when okay. it comes to Dwayne. Uh, so my next big call, pal, involves one John Felix Anthony Cena Jr. Oh. Now, a lot of people think John Cena retired after Solo Sokoa buried him. Uh-uh, Jack. He He's not he retired, did. Jack. He's not. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. John Cena's coming back, pal. And John Cena's coming back on the road to WrestleMania 40. You know, it's, it's a big celebration. He wants to be there for the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania. He was there at WrestleMania 20, beat the big show for the U.S. title. He was there at 30 against Bray Wyatt. He wants to be there for WrestleMania 40. He's going to come back and he's going to say, you know, I love WWE, but I got to be honest. I've read the comments on Twitter, on Instagram, and you guys are right. I have lost a step. I'm balding. I can't wrestle as I used to. I'm not that good in the ring anymore. But I just want to have one more match. One more final match before I ride off to Hollywood like Dwayne and then tease future matches for the next 10 plus years. I'm going to have one more match versus L.A. Knight. And, and L.A. Knight's going to get his big WrestleMania moment, big WrestleMania match. He's going to be the one to retire John Cena. It's going to be almost as big as... Undertaker streak ending, not quite as big, but almost as big. It's going to propel LA Knight from here, where he's a top 10 guy, to make him a top 5 guy after he beats John Cena clean in the middle of the ring in Philadelphia in front of 80,000 screaming fans, Joel Embiid included. So who's the heel in the match? That doesn't matter. So who are we supposed to cheer for? LA Knight. So Cena's a heel? No, Cena's not a heel. So Cena's just this. So what's the verse of Cena? Cena comes back, right? And it's he's star like, versus star, pal. It doesn't matter. It's star okay. versus star. So, yeah. Cena's like, hey, yo, Jack, hustle, loyalty, respects the nation. And then LA Knight comes out. He's like, yeah, and just like beats him. I mean, fair enough. I mean, it'd be, it'd be cool, Russell. Well, we're gonna, be, well, but... well, you know, we're gonna get a good promo off where Cena's like, hey, kid, you were in TNA for like ten years. Then you came here. You didn't shake anybody's hand. Nobody liked you in the locker room. And then you left and you came back and you ripped off Stone Cold and The Rock and now you think you're a big star. Like Cena's gonna say something like that, tear him down to shreds better than Roman could. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, you know, Cena's gonna cut some ridiculous promo where LA Knight's gonna be like, "Oh wow, what did he just say mm-hmm. to me?" And then LA Knight's gonna fire back, and it's gonna be a segment of the year, pal. The New York Post is gonna make that the 2024 segment of the year. That this insane face-off between LA Knight and John Cena. Come on, you can see it—a 20-minute promo off between those two. 
Racina's ripping him into shreds. LA Knight's holding his own, staying on his level. Like, you know, LA Knight's gonna be like, bro, you can't even talk to me. Like, you don't, you, you, like, you just flew in from your private jet for this appearance and you're leaving right after. Like, you're not one of us anymore. Oh, it's gonna yeah, be great. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, look, yeah, saying the last time you were on a match was literally, legitimately five and a half years ago. Like, like, who are you? Right. He's like, gonna be like, bro, you lost to Austin Theory. Like, that guy's a jobber now. Like, I know, you got destroyed by Solo Sakoa. Sakoa's lost to like half the roster backstage. Like, what, what is this? You know, so. Yeah. So it, it'll be, that. yeah, it'll be marketed as this big deal. Like, oh, the greatest of all time is having his retirement match. And it'll be a big send off for John Cena, Ric Flair style. You know, LA Knight will do the, I'm sorry, I love you, Cena. And, and then he'll hit him with his finisher. And one, yeah. two, three, people go crazy. Everybody's crying. Like, that's a big WrestleMania moment. If, if, if you want this to, to be a top three WrestleMania of all time, having John Cena get his farewell retirement match with, and I think LA Knight's the right guy, but John Cena in general having his farewell retirement match is one of those marquee moments that will make the show just that much bigger and better. They're more likely to... I'm going to counter what you just said there. Everything you just said, I'm going to shut it down, pal. I think they're more likely... Now, I've seen this pitched online and what have you. I can picture it. Granted, I'm in still in the camp. Cena retired at um, Crown Jewel Power. No, Cena is done for good. But... A more likely scene of retirement is you have night two of WrestleMania. Obviously, Cody and Roman's the main event. The, the This generation's scene of power taking down the evil Samoan warlord, Roman Reigns. Lower down on the card, pal, you have the previous generation's Cena taking down Solo Sokoa. So you do Cena Sokoa as like a, people say last man standing of the 07 Rumble, pal, a tribute to Umaga, something like that. Like you have Cena overcome Solo Sokoa and beat him. Because, I mean, Sakura beating Cena again would do nothing for Sakura. Having Cena versus Sakura WrestleMania and giving Sakura that spot, have that be the night of the bloodline going down, it would be appropriate. So I think that would be a better option. LA Knight versus Logan Paul, pal. That would be more blistering, pal. LA Knight ripping into Logan Paul, being like, your crypto pump and dumps are egregious. You didn't pay back the CoffeeZilla, well, not the CoffeeZilla, but the CryptoZoo victims. Like, all this would be powerful. You have Logan Paul... I don't think they go that far where they have LA Knight bring out a, a couple of CryptoZoo victims. I don't think they go that far, but there's a lot to work with. There's a lot to work with. That's my take. That's what I think they do, but I can't fault you for saying Cena versus LA Knight. Yeah, pal. Yeah, I, I'm sticking with Cena at LA Knight. I think that's the way to go. We don't need yeah. another Cena Solo Sokoa match, pal, but I, I'm ready for yeah. your next big call, pal. I, I can't wait. All I'm right. excited for this one. Now, this one stems from a couple of things. So if I just say right now the take, you might go, what the hell? But... After the last couple of months, Kevin, three wrestlers particularly came out, made their big returns, and each time I progressively thought, oh, oh my God. So Randy Orton came out at Survivor Series, made his big return. You thought, oh my God, he is jacked. Like, he looks great. Like, fair enough, Randy Orton does. So that, that happened. I was like, cool. CM Punk came out noticeably much bigger than he was in AEW three months prior. Punk's put on clearly 10 to 15 pounds. Um, he's the biggest he's been, you know, I can remember, like as a diehard punk guy, especially 10 years ago, and punk is bigger than he's ever been, which I found interesting, just good for punk, he's bulked a bit, pal. Then AJ Styles came back, like three weeks later, veins popping out of his arms, more jacked than he's ever been. I thought, okay, hold on, hold on. People on Twitter who clearly don't go to the gym are like, well, he's clearly just going to the gym. No one can say anything negative to there. I'll go, go to the gym. I'm like, I've, I've been a guy who's gym six days a week. I, I can tell a bit of, uh, I'm going to be very careful with how I word it. I can tell when something's up, all right? I, I looked at that and thought, huh? 
that's AJ Styles. And yes, Styles has been muscular before. I'm not saying he is, you know, it's impossible that that would be done naturally. But these things all happen within about three weeks. I was like, what the hell? Wrestlers are coming back in their mid-40s looking jack sourced, looking yoked. This is interesting. Yoked, pal. Like, like I was looking at it going, oh my God. And, and so that was three within a month. So uh, that raised an eyebrow. I saw a couple other people put on Twitter. I know, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Ibo, like, Ibo, whatever his name is, from Russell Purist, tweeted with the picture of AJ Styles when he made his return, where he's got his jacked with the vein popping out of his shoulder. He tweeted literally wellness policy, dot, dot, dot. So that leads me to say this. I predict there's going to be a story, a headline, something about middle of the year, later in the year. It's going to be from, you know, Fightful and all these, you know, websites. WWE in, in midst of investigation from USADA, so the, the national, or whatever that stands for, US Administrative Drug Association, or I think what, it's US Doping, US, USA Anti Doping Agency. US Anti Doping Agency, yes, that's it. Yes, yeah, so I, I think the WWE wellness policy is going to come in, come under investigation. Uh, what that means, I don't know. Will, uh, will anything come of that? Probably not, realistically. I'm not saying there's going to be some grand sanction of big court. I'm not predicting anything like that. I'm just saying. I think they'll raise an eyebrow or two and they'll be looked into. Um, now Triple H is running the shit. There's, there's different leadership now. Who knows if that has anything to do with anything? Uh, but Triple H was a known guy who, I mean, he, he'd be on the juice a little bit. That, that's just known. Triple H, that's the Triple H thing. He would do that. So, you know, we'll see. Now, Sam Punk talked about this in his podcast 10 years ago about Triple H and uh, his love for a bit of uh, natty bodybuilding. So, look, we'll see. Um, do more wrestlers come back in their 40s looking sourced? Do more wrestlers put on a heap of bulk within two months in their mid-40s and be more jack than they've ever been? We'll see. We'll see. So WWE and this wellness policy gets formally investigated by USADA is my third call. That's blistering. I can picture headlines. That'll probably be WWE's biggest scandal of the year, I'd say. For me. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one, pal. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that would be... I mean, that's the headline of the year, right? If that happens, like, barring anything wild that we can't foresee like if that actually happened that has to be the headline of the year that's what everybody would be talking about from a mainstream perspective mm. <clears throat> you know you yeah. have people on cnn like oh my god wrestlers are on steroids like look what happened with chris benoit etc etc mm. i mean that'd be huge and, and then, also just on that on that <clears throat> and that's not to say that yeah that maybe and what maybe what triple h is brought in and fair enough so is more of a thing where if you're in your 40s and you want like marquee mainstream like you know big main event spots you need to be like in your best physical condition like maybe triple h has just said that for you know especially guys in your 40s if we're going to push you and you're 15 years older than these other young up and hung you know up and coming talents you need to look in the best shape of your life or you're not going to get that spot and maybe the wrestlers are just you know have they're having more protein powder they're working out twice as much they're doing all this stuff Maybe that's just the case. And maybe this is just totally out of line, off the mark. I don't know. I happily be proved wrong on that. But it just seemed weird when within five weeks, pal, three all-time greats coming back in their mid-40s looking as jacked and big as they ever have in their life, veins popping out of two of them. I was like, okay, sure, interesting. Yeah, yeah. AJ Styles was like the most eyebrow-raising of all of them for me. Yeah. AJ Styles was like, yeah, he has a six-pack and had decent-sized muscles, but man, he was like two times bigger than he was at his peak. When yeah. like I'd say like around 2016 was when he was in like his physical peak from like mm. like a, a gym perspective, you know. TNA he was always like a small guy, like mm. he was like a, a lightweight. You know, he was like 125, 140 pounds in the X division. 
you know, he didn't really look like he was that big. But then to see him at the biggest that he's ever been in his life at like 47. Yeah, that definitely would raise some eyebrows. Uh, USADA's mm. going to take note of that. I mean, we see it we see it all the time in like the NFL, the NBA, you know, in the UFC. Like somebody has an unreal performance like out of nowhere after having like in the NFL, for example, you have a wide receiver that hasn't done anything for like two months. Then he has a crazy game, like 200 yards, three touchdowns. And it's like, all right, here's drug test next day. Like, yeah. at some point, somebody's got to start sniffing around within the government. Like, if all these guys are just jacked, like, like if Goldust hypothetically signs back with WWE and he's on TV looking like he's 28, jacked as all hell, something's yeah. going to go down, pal. Uh, all right, so... Yeah, but no, just one, more, just one thing before we move on to your next take. We are, I think it, it's, it's one of two things. Either things have changed or there's been tweaks to the wellness policy that allows these forty mid-40s guys to be in the best shape of their life like that. Or it's been a Triple H MO just saying, if you want a main event spot, you need to be in the best shape of your life if you're in your mid-40s. So it's one of the two. If, if it's this one, then I think Grisada is going to come in and have a look at that. I think they're going to, regardless, later in the year. That's my call. Yeah. yeah. All right, pal. It's time to turn up the volume now on this oh, podcast no. episode. We're turning up the volume oh. a little bit, pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm putting some seasoning, some hot seasoning on, on the steak, pal, in, in the sizzle. All right. So my third bold call, my absolute prediction my hot take for 2024 is this. All Elite Wrestling is forced to downsize its business after Warner Bros. Discovery picks up Monday Night Raw. So there's two big predictions here in one. Warner yeah. Brothers is going to pick up Raw. That's big as it is. That will literally break the internet if that breaks in, like, let's say in May. Right after WrestleMania, we're getting ready for Backlash. Boom. Big headline, May 3rd. Monday Night Raw is moving to Warner Bros. Discovery on a, on a historic five-year, $2 billion deal. What's next for All Elite Wrestling? And then what would be next for All Elite Wrestling? I mean, realistically, if that happens, and now I don't wish for AEW to downsize. I don't wish for anything negative to happen to them. I, they're necessary for wrestling. Competition is good for anything, yeah. any, any aspect of life. Competition is good and is healthy. But realistically, and the rumors are out there, that Warner Bros. is in talks with WWE to pick up Raw. Now, I think it's just a negotiation tactic for WWE to try to get more money from Amazon and for Warner Bros. to get AEW and Tony Khan to start making good content again. So I think it's a negotiation ploy on both sides. But what if it's not? We saw this happen before where Vince McMahon brought Raw to UPN to kick off uh, ECW from their their contracts. Look what happened to ECW. ECW went out of business right after. Not to say that AEW would go out of business because they have Tony Khan's billions behind them. But I, I think at some point... Shad Khan would have to look at things and be like, look, bro, you just lost like this like near billion dollar TV deal with Warner Bros. Where else are we going to go? You know, what network are they, is going to take us that has that kind of notoriety like TNT and TBS? So they might have to make decisions, you know, downsize, maybe become regional, just run a, like select cities in the United States, uh, maybe some international stuff. But I, I just don't see how they could keep up the business that they're doing now especially with the video game being a huge flop like it was you know the video game lost them money it drained them money it didn't make them a whole ton of money uh and then they're expanding to like 10 12 pay-per-views a year they're trying to stop the bleeding any way they can and it's just uh you know it's not great you know they're giving rick flair millions of dollars adam copeland millions of dollars all these guys that are past their prime you know that like like people on twitter were celebrating scotty too hottie today Scotty Tuhati wrestled, I guess, a dark match before or after Dynamite. 
and they and Tony Khan paid for the exclusive rights to 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 Too Cool's original theme song. Like, what is that doing for AEW's bottom line? Like, what are things like that doing? Uh, I don't know. We saw the meltdown with Chris Jericho on Twitter uh, over Christmas. Chris Jericho literally tweeting on Christmas Day at four in the morning, tweeting some guy with like one thousand followers on Twitter. Do you know about this? Did you did you see this? Well, it wasn't CM Punk's attorney or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was CM Punk's attorney. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh like God. talking about AEW's employee handbook. Jim Cornette tweets them a couple hours later, and it's just like, like, bro, everybody's melting down. See, um, Jericho's congratulating CM Punk in the Instagram comments on his return to WWE and MSG. Like, things are not looking good for AEW. So, um, I, I mean, I, I yeah, th- mm. this is uh, yeah, the big, the big call for me is that Warner Bros. is gonna pick up Raw. Warner Bros. gonna say, you know what, we want. A real sports entertainment entity. You know, they're going to have Monday night, WWE, Tuesday night, NBA, Wednesday night, NHL, Thursday night, NBA. That's, I mean, that, that's a pretty good vision. Yeah. You know, AEW, they can't go to Dynamite and be like, hey, we need you to go on Monday so we can put you on, oh, on TNT. Be, oh my, can you imagine? Yeah, they can can't imagine? do that. Yeah, they can't oh. do that. So they're going to bring in the, the best thing they can, the, the WWE Monday Night Raw show that 2 million people watch, headlined by Philip yeah. Jack Brooks. So I think that's going to happen. I think AEW is going to downsize. Will it be the end of AEW? I don't think so. But I think they'll have to downsize or rethink a lot of things after that. Uh, maybe cut down some pay-per-views. Maybe stop signing talents. And another thing, maybe just a side prediction. If that does happen, if this does happen, this prediction I'm making, a lot of people from AEW are going to be released. A ton. You know, yeah. They're going to have to get rid of at least like 30 people. At least. Yeah. And who knows what, what would happen at that point. Like Hypothetically, just throw some names out there. Tony Khan walks up to, to Tony Storm and he's like, I can't afford your contract, bro. You're out of here. You know, people like that. Keith Lee, the Bearcat. That was Keith Lee, the Bearcat. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, talent like that, like Miro, you know, all these guys, Alistair Black, these guys are making like north of like $400,000 to sit around and do nothing. Get them all yeah. out of here. Like that would, I mean, I don't know. That'd be interesting, bro. Nah, I agree. And like your Ruby Soho's and there's so many talents who just, who are the ones who work collision matches work the random dark matches like so many talents who are just employed aw so many people so yeah really that take which is your third one concerns i guess we'll call it almost the tipping point for aw like what's going to be the circuit breaker that's really going to change things as that's your one my circuit breaker surrounds the management um you you pick the downsizing and that's your take there I, i think that's very reasonable as well i can picture that that's that's not out of pocket by any means this one for me concerns the management structure. So obviously, for one, and as we addressed last last episode, Kenny Omega. Hopefully, he can get well soon. So nothing but you know thoughts for Kenny Omega. So there's that. You've got the Young Bucks, who we happily deemed the clowns of the year for 2023. Just these idiots dancing in Chicago, literally hitting the cha-cha slide, doing a victory lap after firing with, with cause, firing the biggest draw in wrestling the past five to ten years, Sam Punk. Unbelievable. So they're your EVPs. Uh, a, a legitimately good person, Kenny Omega, allegedly, who's now in the hospital and who knows when he'll be back. And then the Young Bucks, these clowns. So like that's your EVPs. And then you got Tony Khan. We know and what we've heard from reports, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, is huge behind the scenes running the ship. He makes a lot of either decisions or he, he tells Tony Khan, this guy just should have a match here or I think he's really good. Let's have him work with him. Brian Danielson's pulling a few strings behind the scenes. I think what will happen, how officially this gets announced, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a Tony Khan 
report or him announcing this. I don't think it'll be like that. But I think what will end up happening is behind the scenes, officially, the Young Bucks, the Elise, they're not EVPs anymore. They're, they're stripped of their titles. And you got, it's basically Brian Danielson, Tony Khan running AEW, essentially. I think they're going to change the management structure that way. I don't think Tony Khan is going to willingly take his hands off AEW or have you know Brian Danielson's hands come off AEW. I think that they'll be like this. I think what Tony Khan's going to do is tell, look at the young bucks, look at Kenny Omega and go, yeah, yeah thanks for what you've done, but we're going to change that. We're, we're, we're going to step you down as the, the EVPs. Like they'll, they'll do that. So that's my prediction. The EVPs are officially changed. Then the elite will let go as EVPs in AEW. Uh, they're publicly revealed to be talents exclusively now. Uh, and Daniel Bryan becomes an EVP. So that's my prediction. Something has to change. It has to be a circuit breaker. Something has to tweak. We know Brian, as I said, Brian's already pulling strings. So yeah, that's that's my take power, my bold call. And um, we'll see if that happens. We'll see to what extent that happens. I think it's already happening as is, but there you go. All right, pal. Uh, that, that's a jump over you, pal. I'm just so excited to drop this next bombshell on everybody. If, if you're actually going to proceed with this take, pal, uh, there's, we have a run sheet. Yeah. What Kevin's got written down. I don't know what he's going to deliver to you, you great yeah. listeners here. I don't know what extent this is going to come through. Um, but if this is what I'm reading or something like it, this is abs- this is thunderous. This is blistering like a blister, pal. Go ahead. My fourth prediction is this. It is one of, uh, of scandal, right? So in 2023, we started to see the meltdown of Tony Khan, yeah. most notably after, you know, NXT and uh, Dynamite went head-to-head on Tuesday night, and NXT destroyed AEW in the ratings, and Tony Khan had a meltdown like a, like a spoiled rich little boy um, over, you know being killed in the ratings basically and was like tweeting at fans and just going back and forth and even wrestlers were like put the phone down bro like this is embarrassing so we saw the beginning of the meltdown just just, just wrestlers were legitimately worried for his health wrestlers were like put the phone down stop tony stop he was out of control go ahead right so yeah we saw the meltdown beginning the infancy of tony khan's meltdown i think in 2024 that meltdown is going to uh, just hit a hit rock bottom. I think Tony Khan is gonna hit rock bottom. Uh, we know he has proficiency uh, for some fun and partying with the wrestlers and some female talent and et cetera, et cetera. If you believe some of the things that we've heard about the behind the scenes happenings in AEW, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that party life, that life of scandal, I think is all gonna come to bite him. Basically, it's all gonna come to light, and Tony Khan is going to get arrested in twenty twenty four. Now, what is he going to get arrested for? I don't know. Could it be drug possession? Could he get arrested for drug possession? I could see it. I could see it right now. TMZ, breaking news. The only time that AEW will be on TMZ in 2024. Breaking news. AEW CEO, Jacksonville Jaguars owner, Tony Khan, arrested for cocaine possession at the Chicago airport. I could see it. I don't know, or or another scandalous crime, another unnamed crime that that's been covered up. Going to come to light, similar to what happened with Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the hush money. I yeah. think I think there's going to be a big scandal involving Tony Khan that's going to come to light in 2024. Will it be drug possession? Uh, will it be something sexual harassment related? Will it be workplace safety? I mean, we've seen yeah. the the Jaguar Stadium stuff with the rodents and all that. <laughs> like something's going to come to light on this guy. You know, Jalen yeah. Ramsey, one of the best players in the NFL, was like, I hate the, the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. It's awful. Get me out of there. They're terrible people. I want nothing to do with this. So eventually yeah. that, that stuff always comes to light. And it seems yeah. like uh, the, the pressure is getting to him. The drugs are getting to him. 
Mm. Everything he's involved in is getting to him right now. And I, I think it's going to come to a, a crashing halt in 2024. And I'll follow up on what you've just said there. I've nothing as blistering or scandalous as that, but just to sort of supplement what you've just said, these owners, by and large, are quite forward. I mean, Vince McMahon is just, you know, a great example in the wrestling space, particularly. But when you've got these multi, like these people who are so powerful, worth multi-billions of dollars, they throw money around left and right. They're the head honcho, like the power, the I can do anything, all this often gets them. Uh, as we've seen with Tony Khan, you incorporate that with a guy who is naturally like a diehard wrestling Twitter mark at heart. Tony Khan's a guy who happily picks fights with people who have like eight followers on X and goes back and forth. People with no profile pictures, just these goons on X. Tony Khan's like fighting them and having arguments. So something like that. I mean, it's a wrestling owner. I mean, historically wrestling owners, stuff like this happens. There's other crimes, there's scandal, there's drama, things come to light. There's, 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 you know, Kevin, there's a, what's the word? Uh, there's a, there's a basis for it. There's like grounds, like this stuff's happened before. This isn't a shocking thing of, oh my God, I thought wrestling owners were saints and Kevin's predicting Tony Kong is done for a crime. What? No. <laughs> wrestling owners, Kevin, your channel, Wrestling Uncovered, goes into some of these egregious things wrestling owners have said, done, been exposed for doing, where it's like, oh my God, that, that's a scummy person. I'm not saying Tony Khan's a horrible person. Jalen Ramsey said something similar, but nonetheless, um, we'll leave it there. Hopefully Tony Khan has a great year and he's all good, but this is our just bold take prediction. So, pal, there's that. I'm anything more on Keep Tony Khan. Keep the ball Khan, rolling, pal. pal. Let's go. Let's get it, pal. Well, it's funny you were talking about Tony Khan, because I've got a Tony Khan one as well, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one... I mentioned the management structure. I think that one's going to happen earlier on in the year. I think that'll be sometime February, March. They're going to announce like a management sort of shift. Um, one, as I said, Kenny Omega will be out. Young Bucks are clowns. They'll, they'll announce a shift. I think towards the end of the year, I'm thinking this will be after All In. Um, this will be, you know, they'll do All In. That'll be like a big event. It'll be quite stressful for Tony Khan trying to make sure they can actually get people in the stadium this time. That'll be like a big stressful event. I think after it, October, sort of November, I think Tony Khan takes indefinite leave. I think that'll be the term. It'll be indefinite leave. Uh, why? I mean, you hinted sort of potentially why there. Yeah. Or it could be something else. It could just be him saying, I need to take a step back from this for just a little bit. Brian Danielson will be running wrestling operations for the next indefinite time period. I don't know how long that could be. Um, I was thinking once again, is that circuit breaker thing? The trajectory of all late wrestling was like this for one, two, three years. And then it's, it started to do this, and now it's doing this. But like Objectively speaking, there's some good things on the show, some good talents, MJF, Swerve, Tony Storm, Orange Cassidy. But on the whole, you mentioned the direction, Kevin, a moment ago. A lot of things they're doing now, it's like, what is this Scotty DeHotty thing? Why is Tony Khan paying thousands of rights to this for a dark map? What's, what's, what's happened with Ring of Honor? He paid $40 million. And genuinely speaking, hardly anyone is watching it. There is no buzz about Ring of Honor and all this other stuff, these old wrestlers getting signed, all these things add up and there will be a circuit breaker. So for me, that's my fifth take, my final take, pal. I think Tony Khan takes indefinite leave probably later in the year. How long that's for, what that's for, I don't know, but I think it'll be indefinite leave from the CEO of AW. Right. And that could be nothing more than a PR stunt, just so Tony mm -hmm. Khan could kind of take like the public pressure off himself. So people will be like, okay, right. he's not running stuff anymore. Give him a yeah. break. And he could just literally... And now that he's taking a leave and then go right back to running things just behind the scenes a little bit more and with less mm -hmm. pressure. 
So it could be that. All right, pal. Are you ready? You ready to close this out? Close out our big calls? I sure am, pal. I, I want to know where you're going to go with this, because, Kevin, the, what, the, the calls we just had are wild, but fair in a lot of ways in many regards, as we've explained. Where are you going to go with this, pal? Right. What is your fifth and final take? So my fifth and final, my last call, is probably uh, the most outrageous and a bit of a fantasy booking, if you will. A uh, bit of a, a reach. You know, something that is pro it's probably the, high, the most unlikely to happen out of all these big calls. Um, so I got this. MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, is going to sign to WWE in 2024. He is going to make his debut at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Shocking debut in shocking fashion. You know, it's going to be uh, built up like Nick, uh, Nick Aldis is going to be like, all right, pal, so, uh, you know, whoever's in the match, let's say Kofi Kingston is like in the match as like the sixth yeah. member, right? Kofi Kingston gets jumped by whoever, you know, whoever you want to name, uh, Carmelo Hayes Big comes a. up. Yeah. Big A and there's yeah. some, or whatever, just a wrestler gets jumped. Kind yeah, of. Kofi Kingston gets jumped. He's laid out by R-Truth. And then boom, Nick Aldis is like, oh, I need a sixth guy. Oh my God, I don't know what to do, you know? And then Paul Heyman is like, hey, somebody's coming. Don't you worry. I got someone for you, pal. You know? Something like that, right? And then oh, it's like, so, oh my God. This is so blistering. Who's the, who's the sixth man, pal? Who's the sixth man? Is it, is it Mabel? Is it Terry Balea? Is it Sting? Is it Macho Man? Who's the sixth man, pal? Who's it gonna be? <laughs> and then come money in the bank. You know, you got Cody out there. Randy Orton's out there. Pepsi Phil. Uh, you know, whoever. R-Truth is out there, pal. Nick Aldis is out there watching from ringside. And if they can marry this up to where there's another wrestler, not MJF, but someone else, who everyone's heavily speculating, is like coming to WWE. One of the other AW guys is like left, or you know, the, like the big guy will be Ricky Starks or Wardlow or Brian Cage or there some other talents left. But behind the scenes, people think MJF's still in AW. If they can do that, this would be perfect. Carry on. There it is, pal. So then, you know, Nick Aldis is like, all right, here comes the last guy. Then you hear da na 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 na. Boom! Crowd goes crazy. <laughs> Everybody's going wild. The CM Punk guys in the crowd, like, oh my god, oh my god, tears in their eyes, tears in their eyes, and whatever in Germany, wherever Money in the Bank is at, everybody's going crazy. MJF's here, the biggest star in wrestling, the top guy in wrestling is here, and he gets in Cody's face, smacks the hell out of Cody, boom, and then we get this big Money in the Bank match. MJF is gonna win the Money in the Bank, pal. Hold that briefcase, right? And then boom, SummerSlam 2024 comes to be. You've got Roman Reigns, Dominic Mysterio. Dom this is like, this is it. Dominic's at the peak of his career. Judgment Day is at the peak of its powers. Is Roman and Dominic on a collision course for SummerSlam 2024. You know, Roman's taking the guy lightly. He's like, bro, you're Rey Mysterio's son. Like, who are you? Why are you in a ring with me? Like, like let, let, let me get your father to beat your ass, pal. You know, he's making fun of him, whatever. Taking him lightly. Dominic's beating Roman up. Boom, boom, boom. 20 minutes into the match. Dominic's whipping Roman Reigns. And then Roman hits the big spear. The, oh, big spear. One, two, three. Then you hear, da-na-na, da-na-na, da-na-na. MJF, oh my God, he's here with the briefcase, pal. He's here. He, he comes out with the, the dynamite diamond ring. Hits Joanna Y across the face. Knocks him out cold. One, two, three. MJF is the new universal champion. Ending Roman Reigns' historic reign. Because, you know, Cody didn't beat Roman at WrestleMania because Jey Uso came back with the swerve of all swerves. And Jey Uso rejoined the bloodline for no reason whatsoever. 
So here we are, pal. MJF finishes the story for Cody. And then the next night on Raw, MJF's bragging, like, I finished the story. I did what you couldn't, bro. And he's making fun of Cody. And then Cody and MJF have the feud of the year in 2024, pal, for the Universal title. There you go. I'm just gonna let that fester and let you all digest that for a moment. Wow. Wow. So basically that take of yours is you predicted the entire main event scene on both sides, a couple of pulsating takes. Yeah. One, there's that Jey Uso one, which if that happens, Kevin, <laughs> this will be me, WrestleMania night, with my gloves, I'm gonna take the gloves off. <laughs> And Paul Levesque. I'm gonna get Paul. I'm gonna go nah and take the gloves off. So there's that. But then there's MJF. And if they did that, the money in the bank part would be nuts. Like that would be like the moment of the year oh, if yeah. they if they covered it well and it wasn't just like every dirt cheat report. If they did it the same way as they did Punk, oh my god, that would be nuts. Don Mysterio in the SummerSlam main event versus Roman Reigns. That is that's good as well. That that. That's a, that's a good take. And, you know, even if that doesn't happen, I really respect the take. You know, good on you. Having a, a hot take, having a bold call, I like it. Why not? Well, I know why not. Cody will be champion and there'll be better things going on. But why not? Why not, pal? But, yeah, well, I don't really have much else to say. Um, what I will say, pal, I'd love to see MJF come out and debut that way. But the main thing, if Jey Uso for no reason... Comes and costs Cody Rhodes in WrestleMania 40. Pal, what I'm going to do, pal? I've obviously got my gloves on, okay? i got wakes, pal. It's like I'm Terry Belayer, pal. I'm going to take the gloves off, pal. If that happens, pull them back. Watch out. Watch out, Paul. Because I'm not copping it. I'm half of all Cody fans. I'm not having that. I'd be taking these gloves off, Paul. Okay? Anyway, there you go, pal. Um, what a what a bold calls. Anything else on the bold calls, pal? Doing to go around the world. Yeah, I'm ready to go around the world, pal. I think I nearly broke a part of my desk there. Oh my god, that fell on the floor. Anyway, anyway, I'm gonna now get this globe. So I have to take the elf hat off the globe from the last around episode, the pal. World, around the world, around the around world, around the world, around the world. Where are we going today, we're going, pal? We're going to sunny South Florida, pal. Sunny South Florida. Spin, spin. That's China. That's not. That's Iran. Uh, <laughs> where are we? That is not... What is that? Haiti. No, not there. Close, close. Here we go. Oh, Jacksonville, pal. Tony Khan. There you go. Oh, uh, there's Florida. There you go. And I, I bet there's a, there's a Coke dealer in Jacksonville that's making a ton of money off Tony Khan. I digress, pal. I digress. Sorry, I digress. All right. So... <laughs> Uh, so New Year's is coming up. Uh, th is there an Australian New Year? Australian New Year, or the same as the Chinese New Year, or just generally? Yeah, like what? Do you, what? Do you, how does Australia celebrate the New Year, pal? Uh, basically, like, the same as you would, I'd imagine. It gets okay. to just December thirty first. You have your big fireworks celebrations. Everyone gets hammered with booze, pal. Everyone's drunk. Yep. People barely know where they are. Just yep. January first is used as a hangover to get the year kicked off well. Um. Meanwhile, I'm going to the gym at 5 a.m. on January 1st. That's how I do it usually. So there you yeah. have it. There you have it, pal. Yeah. Um, so you know, in, in the, the New Year's Eve festivities in uh in South, across South Florida, uh, particularly with a focus on Miami. Um, yeah, it gets kind of wild out here, to say the least. 
you know, mm-hmm. celebrities are out. Uh, there's rappers are performing. I think like Travis Scott is down here at Fifty Cent or somebody. Cardi B is here. I was looking at tickets. Long story short, I was looking at tickets, right? Just for fun. To see how much it costs to see Cardi B or Fifty Cent on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve, right? It's like thirty-five grand for like VIP, VIP seats to go. How see much? <laughs> to go see Cardi B, like thirty-five grand. For Cardi B, what? For the VIP, now that's a big baller seats, you know. Uh, but the prices vary from like eight hundred bucks to thirty-five grand, so you can get seats somewhere in the middle, you know. Um, certain packages come with like bottles, which is like whatever like a like a 40 dollar bottle of tequila or something that they end up upcharging for like 500 bucks because it's miami um so uh, to live to live here you gotta have money put it long story short you gotta have money and a lot of it you know you gotta be a baller if you want to uh coexist down here so um and there are women that will expect you to do this you know they're like i'm not gonna talk to you unless you take me to see cardi b Whoa! Let's play that podcast, pal. Carry on. Love that. Yeah. So you have like women that are like, "Hey, I'm yeah, like I'm not going on a date with you. I'm not talking to you. Like I'm not doing anything with you unless you take me to see Cardi B, or whatever. You know, whatever the case may be. Take me to this club. Buy me ten drinks. You know. Um, I went to this place in Miami called Winwood a while back, a few months back. Um, and it's like, like, bro, you think I don't know how much it is in Australia, but you think you go out right? Get a drink, maybe a beer or something. I think I ordered like, like two shots, two beers, maybe like a like a glass of sangria, like a glass of wine or something. Racked up like an eighty dollar tab, and I'm just like, wow, like for eighty bucks I could buy like three bottles of rum, you know, and start making mojitos. I can make mojitos all night and just go black out, just black out, drink mojitos till I have nothing left in me. <laughs> For 80 bucks, you know, but instead of sitting in this bar drinking like whatever, like a shot of like whiskey or whatever the hell, Jack Daniels, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking at other things to do for New Year's, right? Um, I start looking, I look at the strip club, um, and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) hey, hey, whatever. So I'm looking at the strip club, um, and and I'm like, all right, bring in the new year, right? You know, with some entertainment, pal. So I'm looking at the at the online poster, you know, they've got like, oh, entertainment, you know, the craziest dance show you'll see all year. It's going to be exotic, this and that, the other. Uh, open bar, half off steaks, half off drinks, whatever. Oh so I'm like, okay, where's the catch, you know? And then the catch comes, and you, of course you got to reserve a table. So you reserve a table for four, it's like 400 bucks. Like, this is literally, like, okay, just to bluntly say, it's literally to to sit at a club from, like, 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. If you want to stay there until the lights come on. Um, So you're sitting at a club, watching girls dance that you're never going to touch, talk to, get with, anything like that. Um, I mean, not that I need it anyway, but... um, So it's like, uh, is it financially worth it, you know? (laughs) I was going to go to the 35,000 for VIP Cardi B tickets, unless you're literally having a, like a night in a hotel with Cardi B, then that's not worth it. That's, that's egregious. Yeah, that's not worth like, it. That's, oh, but pal, you get a bottle, pal. $40 of alcohol, pal. <laughs> yeah, you get, oh, yeah, you get two bottles, pal. Here you go. Here's your bottle service. Here's your big baller seats. You get a, you get a bracelet, pal. You get a bracelet. <laughs> that's so insane. No, I, wow. 
No, like, and I mean, the, the prices of all that, everything you just listed, each time I'm like, bro, that much? Really? You know, like that's, I, I get it. Some people have that sort of money and the, that, the prices are mainly for them, those sort of people. But like, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, 400 for the table, pal. Pal, just, just sit at the club, pal. Yeah, no. sit at a strip club and watch women dance. You know, like you could go on Pornhub, like if that's what you're into, you know. I don't know. Uh, it's just something to do when there's nothing to do, I guess. Um, I do like going out and I like getting crazy. So I'm not, I like, and I have money. So I'm not, op- I'm not against doing any of this. Obviously, I'm not spending 35 grand to see Cardi B. Like, <laughs> like but, you know, if a couple hundred bucks to go to the strip club, whatever, like, it's something to do, you know. Um, yeah. But it's just the principle, right? It's like, damn, like $400 for a table. And then on top of that, you got to buy drinks, right? So, and then you got to, you got to pay the women, you got to tip the women, you know, they're not, they're not doing that for free. You know what I mean? So if you're going to be uh, sitting by the stage, you got to be throwing money, you're getting kicked out. So imagine like, yeah, like you're in 2023, you're like, yeah, I had a great year. You know, I got, got my money up, you know, things are, things are rolling, things are balling. And then you, you barely remember where you are. You've had a bunch of drinks, you're at this club, whatever, you pay for the table, bottles, tipping fees, all all this other stuff, money ends up just flying out of your account, and you wake up hungover on January first. You're like, oh, like what? What? I, I don't even remember last night. What happened? You check your bank. You're basically broke to begin 2024. It's like, yeah, kicking off the year in style. Yeah, that's not what I'm trying to do. Exactly, that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to do. So, like, uh, I mean, it's just everywhere you look. You know, it's like uh, it's like a hundred bucks to get into a club here, there, and then the lines are so damn long that you can't even get into the clubs to begin with. That's disgusting. So you can't even you end up not even doing anything. I don't know. Um but yeah, that that's life in in South Florida, pal. It's uh wow. people love to turn up. I love turning up too, but man, I don't know. You know, wow. I want to go into nice. the new year with money in my account, you know. That's wow. So yeah, on that note, to everyone all our listeners, happy new year. Happy New Year. Um have a good twenty twenty four, pal. Yes. We'll be here each week, multiple times a week, hopefully for a couple of different most weeks, whatever. Um, we'll be here. We'll be here providing content, pal. Doing our thing, pal. It's going to be blistering. What a year to come. Oh, yeah. Stuff. And by the time this drops, New Year's will have come and passed. So I guess we'll have to follow up next week to see what I ended up doing for New Year's. So, yeah. Happy yes. New Year, everyone. Be safe. Uh, be smart with your money. Um, yeah. And peace. <laughs>